if you are struggling in your practice or you just simply want to level up your practice in any way, then you might be a good fit to work with me through coaching. Um, there are a lot of lessons to learn along the way in practice building and business building. Um, I've learned a lot of them myself and learned a lot of them the hard way. And I've also learned a lot of them through my own mentors, coaches, and guides. So I can't, um, I, you know, I can't say enough about the importance of having a guide along the way. Um, there's a lot of ways to get to the same end in practice building, um, but you can also accelerate that process. You can feel less alone in that process. And ultimately, you can be just a lot more successful in, um, in this whole adventure called practice building and business building. So um, if you're interested in coaching, head to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash coaching. That's privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash coaching. Fill out the application. My team and I will review it. And if you sound like a good fit, then you and I will set up a time to talk. Um, you know, I think finding a good coach is a lot like finding a therapist. There's a lot of coaches out there. And even since I started, um, you know, in this industry, um, and, and private practice building and coaching and consulting, there's been a lot of more, a lot more coaches coming on the scene. And I think ultimately it's just like finding a therapist in a lot of ways. You know, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's, there's kind of a coach for everybody. And so if you've been listening to this show for a while, then you, you kind of, you know me and you know my style. Um, and you can under, you can probably get a feel for what my approach to coaching is like. Um, it, we will handle the technical stuff, but I'm also very relational and um, also want to make sure that you can get out of your own way. That's another big part of what we do. So, um, uh, yeah. So again, yeah, if you're interested in working together, then I'd love to hear from you. Privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash coaching. All right. Today we are going into the first part of a new five part series. This is our second five-part series back-to-back, um, which is pretty exciting, and a lot of it has to do with the addition of our new producer, Laura. So thanks, Laura, for making all this happen and pushing the needle forward and uh, keeping me organized. Um, this week, we're talking about five lessons that I've learned in building five businesses. Um, the first one that we're going to talk about today is my very first private practice, John Clark Therapy, uh, that I built in San Francisco fresh out of graduate school. All right, let's dive in. All right, so yeah, in you know, right when I finished graduate school, I headed out to San Francisco. Uh, life took me there, and um, uh, my my now wife took me there. Um, and so, uh, never in a million years did I imagine that I would be ending up there. Better yet, trying to build a practice there in a place that is argu arguably one of the most competitive industry, uh, uh, areas in the industry. So, um, yeah, I was in for a lot of hard lessons and, um, I don't think a lot could have necessarily prepared me for it other than diving into it and doing it and, um, trying to just be persistent in that process. Um, so five lessons that I learned in building John Clark therapy. Um, this was, uh, again, my first practice out in San Francisco, I was heavily geared around, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. So out of graduate school, I, um, I had been trained up psychodynamically. I, I kind of grew up on Yalom and I'm still a pretty diehard Yalom fan and follower. Um, but after some time, um, you know, working in the field, I just felt like, um, 
my clients were getting better um, and they were learning something about themselves, um, but they weren't necessarily um, staying better or getting better as fast as I wanted them to. And so ended up um, diving pretty deep into cognitive behavioral therapy, um, did a training with Judy Beck from the Beck Institute, and then um, saved up enough pennies to go to Philadelphia and train with Dr. Aaron Beck, um, the, the father of CBT. So um, that was transformational for sure. Um, the first, um, the first day that we were there training with Aaron Beck, he was like two and a half hours late. And I remember how annoyed so many of us were, um, being like, we're spending all this money here. And, you know, I came across the country and he's just, he's just rolling up whenever he wants. And so finally he shows up, um, and he's quite old, um, but also incredibly, uh, sharp and, um, still right, still is involved in some of the research, or at least at this time he was. Um, and so he shows up, he's super late and he just kind of tells us, he's like, I'm sorry guys, uh, the Dalai Lama stopped by my house for lunch. He was in town and just stopped by. And so of course we're like, Oh no, for sure. You know, I hate, I hate it when that happens. That's, you know, what can you do? And then I'm like, man, I hope you had something good for lunch for him. Um, cause that'd be the part that I'd be worried about. I'd have like, I'd probably have like a frozen pizza for him or something and just, you know, that would be it. That'd be the end of our relationship, uh, or like a lunchable or something <laughs> like maybe one of your kids lunchables. But, um, uh, yeah, so that was, that was my first impression of Aaron Beck. Um, but nevertheless, we had a great training and I took that training, went out to San Francisco and, um, started implementing the lessons I'd learned through that training. Okay, enough rambling. Um, Five lessons that I learned in building John Clark Therapy. Number one, uh, anyone can design a website, but you probably shouldn't. Um, I did design, um, at least started to design my first website, and I tried to design (laughs) some really bad, embarrassing uh, logos for myself because I could, I didn't have any money, or at least I told myself I didn't have any money. See, there's a little CBT for for you right there. Um, and I don't know, I was just being cheap. I didn't, I didn't want to put anything into the business. Um, and so I didn't, I was bootstrapping it. There's something to be said for bootstrapping it, but also you got to pay people to do what they're best at. So you can design a website yourself, but you shouldn't. I designed some really atrocious logos and I started to design my own Squarespace site. And you can, listen, you can design some some brilliant Squarespace sites on your own, especially if you are aesthetically inclined. You can get pretty far with it, etc. But I really think there is a felt difference for clients when they're looking at even a Squarespace site that was done by a professional versus one that was done by you or by your cousin or a lay person. So um, that was one lesson I learned. And after spending probably two, two and a half months trying to design my own logo, figure out the colors, fonts, make it all look right, um, figure out how to customize different features of Squarespace, I finally realized I should hire someone. So I hired a friend of a friend who was who was a legit designer, but getting a start in her career. I wish she was still available because I would send clients to her like crazy, but she's she's moved on and, and actually works for WordPress now, which is pretty funny. Um, but I hired her. Her name is Yuki. And um, Yuki made all the difference between having an amateur looking website and a professional website. So lesson learned, money well worth it. Ah, number two, 
Um, so I was an I was an intern at the time, right? So fresh out of graduate school, I wasn't licensed. And what I learned was that a lot of therapists would sell themselves short because they were an intern or an associate or whatever. They're pre-licensed. I learned that the way that you position yourself as an intern is really up to you. Um, yes, you have to disclose that you are pre-licensed or an intern or whatever the language is in your state, but I think more than anything, especially in that initial phone call, the clients just want to know that you get it, that you can that you've helped people like them before and and that you can help them and then maybe even you know the first couple steps that you might take to help them. So, um if you're listening and you are an intern, you don't have to let that part completely get in the way of you building a business if if you are on your own in private practice as an intern, some states don't allow it. But um I think the way you think of yourself is as an intern or associate is very, very important. And I think it's completely up to you again, within the bounds of the laws and whatnot. But, um, that was a big lesson for me and a big understanding that when I just listened well, when I demonstrated my value, when I learned a bit about marketing and how to explain what I do, that the fact that I was an intern was a lot less relevant to people than I thought. All right. Number three, this is a painful one. (laughs) So John Clark, Therapy was the name of my business, the name of my, that was the URL, et cetera. And so number three is never be, never name a business after yourself if you think you ever, ever, ever might possibly want to sell it. I've talked about this in some other, you know, places, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But yeah, if I had known that I was going to put all this work into this practice and put years of work into SEO, learning about AdWords, paying the designer, getting people to recognize my name, having five-star reviews on Yelp, et cetera, building this digital presence um, and this this PR for this practice, then yeah, I probably wouldn't have named it after myself because guess what happened when I left San Francisco? That business was worth nothing. <laughs> the business was worth $0 to someone else unless I could find someone who was also named John Clark, which I didn't even try because that's absurd especially Clark with an E. That'd be really hard. Um, So (laughs) I learned that the hard way. Never name a business after yourself because it's going to have zero value at the end of the day, zero resale value. And and maybe I'll do another episode on this because I know that a lot of people are probably going, well, I'm not going to sell it. That sounds really hard. You have to get a lawyer, et cetera. I I don't think it's a simple process, but knowing what I know now, if you're going to go through all this work, you might as well at least have the option of selling it or doing like a lease to sell option or maintaining it, you know, remotely or whatever you want to do. It's your business. Um, and I think you should plan for the distant future, even if you are going to stay put and run this practice for the rest of your career, etc. All right. Number four, block your schedule in a way that works for you and clients will adapt. Uh, another hard lesson learned. I used to bend and flex. And if a client wanted to see me at 6.30, even though I didn't want to, I would do it for fear of losing that client. Um, I, I, you know, I used to believe that no one would come during the day. I could never fill my day slots. That was simply not true. I just had to stick with it. Um, so w- eventually, when I got to running that business really well and making it really work for me, I effectively worked three and a half days a week. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from maybe 10.30 until about 6.30 p.m., and then Thursday morning, I would, that would be like my kind of, uh, my overflow day. So Thursday morning from maybe nine 30 until 1230, three and a half days a week. 
about 20 to 22 clinical hours and that was it. And by the time I had, um, you know, gotten to that point, everything that I was doing was pretty automated, um, in terms of my marketing, in terms of scheduling and stuff like that. So it really was pretty close to working about 20 to 25 hours a week and making full-time pay. So what's not to love about that? Um, number five, the last one, invest in a good EHR that will instantly save you money and lost cancellation fees, et cetera. People just not showing up. Um, I can't say enough about having a great EHR and, um, it's probably not a big surprise that, um, that I'm a big fan of simple practice. Um, so simple practice was my first EHR. It's still the EHR that I use. Um, if you haven't, if you don't have an EHR and you're thinking about one, highly recommend it. If you want to use my link, simplepractice.com forward slash PPW for private practice workshop. Um, it saved me so many times in running that practice as a solo practitioner with no, with no help, right? No assistant, no admin, et cetera. So everything from making great first impression, um, for clients, when they start to interact with your business, you send them that paperwork, they can input their credit card, get their own super bills, etc. Um, and then on the scheduling side, um, just having those appointment reminders go out saved me so many cancellations. And I still have, I still have friends who don't use an HR at all and they manually, um, will remind clients of their appointment the next day. I just think that's insane. So, um, invest in a good EHR and it will instantly save you time and money. That is number five. All right. So those are my five lessons learned in building John Clark therapy. Again, number one, you can design a website yourself, but you shouldn't. Number two, think about the way you position yourself as an intern or associate. Number three, never name a business after yourself so that you have the option of selling it. Number four, block us, block your schedule in a way that works for you and clients will adapt. Number five, invest in a great EHR that will save you both time and money. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Five lessons learned from building my very first business. Good old times. Um, remember you can submit your questions, um, for the show on Instagram at the John Clark. Um, that's our new handle at the John Clark on Instagram. And of course, please do me a big favor and rate review and subscribe to this show on iTunes. That's an easy way to, um, give back for these episodes, um, um, coming straight to your ears every week. Um, all right. So tomorrow we've got another episode, um, within this series. It's going to be five lessons that I learned in building private practice workshop. All right. I'll see you next time.